2: Hey, this is your boy Frank Gore. I'm listening to 49ers Rush Niners all day. That's Brain Sits Home, baby. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, man.
0: It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast.
2: here's your host John Chapman How sweet it is to beat the Cowboys in the playoffs and th- there's so many like little tidbits of joy to take away from a playoff win it, when it amplifies if it's a road playoff win because that might be a game that perhaps you're not supposed to win road playoff wins are very difficult to come by very difficult but you go in enemy territory And the history, everything about this game was just beautiful from the setup. I've been on record saying for the past month, I want the Cowboys in the playoffs. I want the Cowboys in the playoffs. And if we take it further, the two best matchups, the the 49ers, and again, this is, I should probably cut this clip just so everybody believes me. I've been saying the 49ers matchup best against the Cowboys and the Packers out of any playoff team. That's it. Probably Rams would be next. And sure enough, we take care of business. The 49ers beat the Cowboys. Uh, Apologize for the voice, man. Uh, Been screaming for two days in a row. Having a blast out in Dallas. And do want to say thank you to everybody that came out. Unbelievable time. Met so many amazing people. And, you know, as we keep doing these, you know, rush road trips, obviously they keep getting bigger and bigger, which is great. But some people... Man, shout out to my boys, Nick, Chris, whole bunch of different guys. I, I can name another 20 that have come to all the Rush Road trips um, and get to hang out. Those relationships just continue to build. So I do want to say, man, thank you so much for everybody that came out and supported that. The tailgate was great. The game was better. Whoo. What a week, man. But, yeah, my voice, it, it's gone. Um, you know, just landed back in L.A. Um, went and got COVID tested as soon as I landed here just because, you know, I just want to make sure, whatever. Um, so that came back negative, which is great. But, yeah, I've been screaming a little bit. <laughs> you guys know me. If I get pumped up, everybody's going to hear about it. And in that stadium, we let them hear it. We let them hear it for sure. So I do want to say thank you guys for being here. And I just want to spend some time um, we don't have a lot of film clips, you know. Juan Solis was partying with us in Vegas, and I'm uh, sorry, Vegas in Dallas, and he just got back as well. Uh, we're going to have those later this week. We're going to be going nonstop, pretty much every single day. We'll get you guys the Patreon breakdown tomorrow and Wednesday, every single offense and defensive snap broken down. What worked, what didn't work. Um, the thing I can tell you, which doesn't work, Cowboys coaching. They're just not a good coach team. Um they definitely did everything they could to take themselves out of it. The 49ers capitalized. And you know there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad. The 49ers continue even though they continue winning, which is great. have yet to put together a complete game yet this year. They haven't done it. And you probably say the exact same thing for Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, we're going to jump into some splits, first half, second half and kind of what that looks like for Jimmy Garoppolo because it's weird whether it's <laughs> Jimmy has a great first half or a great second half, you know, you never know what it's going to be each week. First, the Cowboys, it was a great first half. Came out swinging, a lot of success early, and second half completely disappeared. Completely disappeared. Um, almost cost the team the game, but did enough to win the game. What's up, Frank? He says, John, my back hurts from sleeping on the couch, but it was worth it for the win. The wifey was raging. Oh, I love it, man. I love it. What a game. Tommy, thank you for the gift, man. And he says, Yeah, Jimmy tried to give it away. It, we know who Jimmy is more than other people. And if you're listening to like the national media and podcasts and NFL network, ESPN, like people are starting to realize, like, you experience the Jimmy G experience. It's up and down. It's holy freaking cow! This dude's amazing. He's on fire. Then it's just like, what? What was he doing on those two throws? How did he miss that guy? But the one thing you got to give him, he keeps winning. He keeps winning. He keeps winning. Um, and so yeah, Dak. He might have the better stats. He might have whatever. I don't care. He don't win in the playoffs. Kirk Cousins. You know, somebody said Dak is just Kirk Cousins' light. They're not wrong. They are not wrong. You you might have to fact check me on this, but I feel pretty confident in this. Jimmy Garoppolo has three playoff wins with the 49ers. Now, you can categorize, oh, it's not because of Jimmy G and whatever else. If you just look at 2019 and now 2021, that is more playoff wins than Tony Romo, Jason Garrett, Dak Prescott combined Or the entire Cowboys franchise for 26 years. Jimmy's done it too. Now obviously it's a team thing and whatever else. Put that into perspective. Is Jimmy amazing? No. Nobody is saying that. Nobody is saying that. Is he good enough to win games? Is he good enough to win on the road? Yes. Yes he is. Raymond. Man I really appreciate your generosity. Thank you so much sir. Uh, That is awesome. Juan. Here we go. He's back. He said he's on the plane home right now, uh, full of faithful (laughs) Hooten boys. I love it, man. Thank you, Juan. Uh, It was a pleasure hanging out this weekend, man. He's the best. Uh, That's all there is. Now, let's focus on some positives because there's so many positives. You know, I'm arguing with you know Cowboys family and you know friends in my fantasy league and all this stuff. And you know, I'm from Dallas, so I know a lot of you know. Cowboys fans, unfortunately. And, the, and here's what happened, okay? The game's over, and they go straight to— And, this, and again, the fan base reflects the coaching staff. Attitude reflects leadership, sir, right? What did the head coach do? Did he take any blame for all the penalties— For the terrible play calling at the end, for running the ball up the middle with 14 seconds left and no timeouts. No, he took zero and said he doubled down, Mike McCarthy. He said he'd do it again. Dak Prescott, you know, Team America, Captain America, whatever you want to call them. Cowboys fans are throwing stuff on the field. Hit DeMarcus Lawrence, hit a whole bunch of other people. and, And that's just Cowboys fans, whatever. All right, cool. They tell Dak about it after the game. And he's like, yeah, man, fans shouldn't be doing that. And then somebody corrected him and said, well, they were actually throwing it at officials. And Dak Prescott said, well, credit to them. Encouraging that. Dak, your fault. Coach McCarthy, your fault. Y'all want to complain about judgment calls and penalties? Seven pre-snap penalties, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, guess what? You're the most penalized team in the NFL this year. It's you, and your fans pick up on that. You know, as a coach on the sideline, you know, so many games and they get away from you. And again, think about how much I criticize NFL referees. Now imagine high school coaches <laughs> uh, or high school referees—they're not near as good as NFL ones. They're going to make mistakes, just like high school coaches or players or whatever, right? Well, I've been on coaching staffs where. There's animated coaches, I'm pretty animated as you guys would probably guess, on the sidelines. But when the coach starts tearing into the official, it doesn't take long till you start seeing players do this after every penalty. The LeBron James, right? Like, "Oh, what 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 what?" Like, and once that mentality sets in, it affects who you are. It affects how you play and how you see everything happen. It turns you into a victim. It does. Now, I'm a fan, right, and I run a podcast, so I get to run my mouth, and I get to do this with my hands as much as I want. But when you start seeing that on the field, it reciprocates through everything, the stands, the parents, the families, and it gets bad. That's where the Cowboys are now because they have no accountability. Dak didn't take accountability. You got to understand your awareness and get down. He didn't do it. Um, so good job, man. Fought for those extra yards. Enjoy your long offseason. McCarthy, what the hell? He said he'd do it again. So, but all that to say, that's not why the Cowboys lost. That's not why the 49ers won. And I think that's the message. Now, national media is going to spin it one way. Here's the reason why the 49ers won. Trenches. Trenches. Offensive line dominated. Dominated that front four. Jimmy Garoppolo, guess what? Zero sacks. He got sacked zero times. Four quarterback hits. Now, he does have a sprained throwing shoulder, but he seems fine. Going to practice tomorrow. Not that much of an issue, at least the way Kyle Shanahan put it and Jimmy put it today. But look at the flip side. Dak Prescott, 14 quarterback hits, five sacks. That's, that tells the story right there. You want to look at running game? Again, they got Hall of Famer. They got two Hall of Famers, potential Hall of Famers on their offensive line, and Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. Guess what? They averaged running the ball 3.7 yards. Zeke, 12 carries, 31 yards. 2.6. Couldn't run the ball the whole game. Couldn't do it. They threw the ball 44 times. That is not how you beat the 49ers. Look at the flip side. Offensive line for the 49ers. Run blocking, we average 4.4 yards per carry. 169 rushes. 38 rush attempts for 169 yards. What? Crushed it, man. Those are the two reflections. Okay? that proved why the 49ers won this game defensive line you hit the quarterback that many times bad things are going to happen you hit the quarterback that many times and stop the run no no it's not going to happen now if you listen to oh what's up ken i appreciate the gift man uh very 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 kind very kind very kind um let's see here what's up raymond uh he says we should have won the game with 40 points on the board i agree yeah, we, we should have boat raced him. And this is the blessing and the curse that is Jimmy Garoppolo. No team's ever out. It's kind of like um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, but to a lesser extent, big time. Like he's going to keep both teams in the game. So you might be down 17 0. Jimmy Garoppolo can do enough to get you back. You might be up (laughs) 16-0. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do enough to get you back in the game or get the other team back in the game, right? Um, Jimmy has to improve. We haven't seen that all-out performance game like we did in 2019 against the Saints or against the Rams or the Cardinals that year. He's had some good games, some great games, but not like that. He has not put together a complete game yet, which is scary if you think about it because if he does – this team's gonna be undefeated. Like they're gonna win, they're gonna win the games. It's just if and when. When's it gonna happen? What's up, Cedric? He said, nice seeing you in Dallas. L. Oh, it was an absolute pleasure, man. Appreciate you, Cedric, so much, man. Um, so many awesome people that have been, you know, just meeting up and you hear these stories and their takes, and I love it. Uh, Robert asked this why has Kittle been so quiet lately in the passing game? Well, if you look at kind of what he has done, he's been blocking a lot, but he's getting a lot of the attention. And so if you look at kind of Dallas and the strength of their team, it's linebackers and safety, It talking coverage. Everybody wants to talk Trayvon Diggs. I told you all. If you all listen to the scouting report episode, I told you. He's given up the most receiving yards in the NFL. He's given up the most yards after the catch in the NFL. He's given up the fifth most, uh, I forget what it was, um, penalties. Like, he was somebody I could beat. And Brandon Ayuk spanked the living bejesus out of that dude and play off TV. Like, I, early on, they were showing a bunch of celebrities that were there and they showed freaking Stefan Diggs. I felt bad that he had to see his brother get abused like that in person. Uh, that's not nice. But the linebackers, Micah Parsons, right? Van Der Esch, all those guys, and, um, Their safety, they were just hovering over Kittle, and that's fine. That's why we got so much one-on-one coverage outside. Now I wish we could have taken care of a little bit more, uh, you know, done better with that, but we did enough to win. Now I want to do this if we got a second because I think this is good. Oh, what's up, Devin? How you doing, man? Appreciate the gift. Let's get Green Bay. It's gonna be rocking, Devin. He, he kind of bragged. I, I don't get to make it to the Green Bay game this week. Uh, I wish I could. I just cannot. A uh, Prior obligation that I set up over a year ago that I have to be at. It's a good thing. It's a great thing. But I cannot be at the game this week. Devin, this dude, I love Devin, uh, texted me the pictures of his tickets. He's sitting low in Lambeau. So if you are going to Green Bay, let me tell you this. The ticket prices will only go up. I'm telling you. I, if, I price these things all the time. Buy them right now. Before they jump up, because if you wait till Wednesday, tack on another $150 per ticket that you're buying. So, yeah, I'm curious to see how much of the faith we're going to show up there. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, Tommy says, Did you see Debo throw Parsons to the floor with one arm? Yeah. Uh, also saw Jawan Jennings freaking lay out Trayvon Diggs early in the game. Like, they wanted to talk bully ball, Parsons wanted to talk bully ball. Yeah. You, you ain't about that life, man. Now, Parsons is an actual bully in real life and a terrible person, but uh, at least he was. I hope he gets better. I hope he improves. But he has shown zero remorse or apologized for any of the things he did at Penn State. But hey, man, you do what you got to do. Listen to some of these predictions that we put out. Again, go back. Listen to the last episode. Uh, the 49ers versus Cowboys scouting report and predictions. Here's what I said. Biggest weakness for the Cowboys, not a surprise run defense, okay? Um, I said, Elijah Mitchell's going to get 95 yards rushing. He had 96. I was off by one yard. And I said, Debo Samuel's going to get at least 44 on the ground. He got 72. So, you know, hit Elijah Mitchell and right there in the perfect spot. I was a little low on Debo. I apologize. I'll take that away. The number one scoring metric that I found with the Cowboys is how many points they score in the first half, right? Games that the Cowboys have won the last two months, they have averaged 26.6 points in the first half. Games they have lost, they have averaged 7.6. How many points did the Cowboys have in the first half? Seven points. Nailed that one, right? Talked about the D-line. I said you need at least 10 hits on the quarterback. How many did you get? You got 14 made dak uncomfortable <laughs> also talked about how it was going to be 100 percent heartbreak kids continue and all those things and that's exactly what happened there so uh we did really really well actually on our predictions and our bets here we go let's go my bookie i'm gonna walk through our bets we had every freaking one of them it's the moment you've all been waiting for the 49ers are in the playoffs and here with my bookie you can take your home You can take home your biggest wins of the year and double your deposit bonus as always. It's easy. Sign up for MyBookie and use the promo code 49ers49ERS, and they're going to double your first deposit, boom, instantly and then you get a bet and win even more money if you get it correctly now it's the playoffs 49ers are in um currently three and a half point underdogs to the cowboys so you're getting points if you want to jump in on that and again you can always bet on who's going to win the nfc championship you bet on super bowl matchups who's going to win the super bowl and much more with my bookie so don't miss out double your first deposit up to a thousand dollars using promo code 49ers head to my bookie place your bets And get ready for the unmatched intensity of playoff football. We're going to be in Dallas. We're going to be there live. It's going to be a blast. So bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. And, man, you know, I don't bet a lot. Um, I know some people that do, like, betting advice and stuff. And they put out, like, 50 bets. And that's cool. Like, the scattershot kind of approach. No, no, no. I bet what I know. And we've... We posted a lot of profits this year. Uh, hopefully you guys have bet with us. Um, so here's what we did. Uh, we bought um, half of a point. So we took 49ers plus three and a half, hit. We did a three-team teaser. 49ers plus 13 Cowboys, hit. Bengals plus 4.5, hit. Bills plus 5.5, hit. 49ers money line, hit. 49ers score first, hit. And so again, we're, we're not doing, we're not concentrating you know, a whole bunch of bets. But man, we cleaned up pretty nice there. Um, and again, I think we're on like an eight-week streak of doubling our profits, not even making a profit, of doubling our weekly bets. If you want to bet with us, best place to do that, patreon.com. Type in 49ers Rush Podcast. You'll see it there. Um, you just pick which tier you'd like to participate in. That's the best way to support the podcast. Help us throw more you know giveaways. Help us throw more events and all those things. Um, now, let's, let's talk about the difference between good Jimmy and bad Jimmy. Because it's weird. You know, I said this a little bit earlier. Sometimes Jimmy Garoppolo's good early. And sometimes Jimmy Garoppolo good late. You never know which one it's going to be. But you usually find out pretty damn quick. Because if he comes out firing, he stays hot for a minute. If he comes out ice cold, he stays cold for a minute. So if you look at the splits, So I divided up just the last two games. And I think it told the story perfectly. Good Jimmy, okay? And this is not a rant on, I don't want Jimmy G starting. That's not what that is. Jimmy G starting, and I want him to start, and I'm excited for what he can bring. Let's see how far he can push this thing in the playoffs. If you look at the first half versus the Cowboys, which he was good, and the second half in overtime versus the Rams, you combine those together, you got a complete game of good Jimmy, okay? Um so if you look at those stats, first of the Cowboys, okay, he went 11 of 14, 133 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Efficient, lots of yardage, good to go. Not great, but not bad either. Rams, again, this is the second half of the Rams in overtime. He goes 15 of 21, 246 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Now you combine those together, which would give you the equivalent, you know, prorated out. To an actual game jimmy garoppolo 26 to 35 379 yards that's a lot one touchdown one interception you'd win every game if he had those stats every game you'd win every one everyone did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks you can turn ten dollars into a thousand
3: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Now, let's look at the flip side. Oh, what's up, Chris? I appreciate the gift, man. He says, John, I hope Dallas treated you well. Oh, it did. Uh, we enjoyed ourselves. We did have some good food. Uh, so pumped for the win we got marching on to Green Bay. Yeah, excited, man. Um, this is an exciting time go back to when we were 3 and 5 this year. Did this look like this was on the horizon, a divisional round matchup with Green Bay? I don't think many people thought. I remember talking about the playoff chances and people laughing in the chat like no way, that's not happening. Uh it did happen. It did happen, and I I I, I constantly tried to reassure people, not so much in the 49ers' greatness or anything like that, but in the logical statistical approach to who qualifies for the playoffs and who doesn't. And it worked out. It got close, but it worked out. Now let's go back to bad Jimmy, okay? So we're going to do the exact opposite. We're going to flip it. Second half of the Cowboys, bad Jimmy. First half of the Rams, bad Jimmy. So let's look at those numbers and put them together. Most recently, this Cowboys second half, five of 11, 39 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. 5 of 11 for 39 yards in the entire second half with the game on the line. It was so bad. And it's not like he was getting hit and sacked. He had zero sacks. It's not like there were tight windows to throw into. There were some. Missed wide open, Ayuk. Like, would have won the game. Game's over right there. He was bad. He was really, really bad. The interception, obviously going to speak for itself. That was That was really, really bad. But that's okay. That's who Jimmy is, right? Now go to the Rams' first half. He goes 8 for 11, a little more efficient, 70 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception. So you put those together to complete a full four quarters, 13 of 22, 109 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. That's that's the story. And it's, you know, you got to look at it. What's Jimmy G showing up? And if you get good Jimmy... You can beat anybody. 49ers can beat it. Their roster and coaching is so good. You can beat anybody. D'Amico Ryans is unreal. D'Amico Ryans is unreal. You held the Cowboys. You had the Cowboys to 17 points. They were the most heavy scorers in offense in the NFL. 307 yards. I mean, he dominated, man. And baited Dak into running up the middle. And again, I'll show you this on Patreon whenever we get the film uh, from the NFL and put all that up. They had the perimeter lined. It was like a box one uh, running the press. And the middle field was wide open. You were daring him to take the bait. And he did. I guarantee you the whole 49ers sideline just started like chuckling. The golden rule, like I, I know this. 15 seconds or more to run the ball with no timeouts. 15 seconds or more. They were at 14 seconds. They read it anyway. And guess what? Missed it by that much. Now, even if they would have spiked the ball and had, you know, one second left on the the clock, they were on the 26, 27. Like they've been able to throw the ball all game. They've been able to throw the ball all game. They hit that one back to back weeks. We got beat by Cooper Cup and Amari Cooper on that exact same route. Um, Again, we'll break it down once we get all that stuff. Um, let's see, uh, what's up, Eat Sleep Fantasy? I see Dale. Dale does a lot of great work, uh, behind the scenes, and he's working on our Vegas trip right now as we speak. The reason why Kittle and the lack of offensive productivity lately, one, he is primarily being used as a blocker and a decoy, which is bad. Kittle needs the ball more. I think that this is a flaw, but... We have pushed the ball outside, and if you looked at the way that the Cowboys played, they bottled up the middle. That's where Jimmy G likes to hit. They went one on one outside, whether it was Debo or Ayuk or Jawan Jennings. They went man outside, which you know Quinn's done a lot this year with the Dallas defense because the ball skills of Trayvon Diggs. So they bottled up the middle and they went one on one outside. And if Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G have anything in common, they will play the numbers. And what I mean by that is, where is their statistical advantage? Man-to-man defense, they will throw it at that. Now again, they're kind of, you know, the deep in cuts, the deep outs, the slants, whatever else. But if they're if they're loading up a safety and a linebacker on Kittle, they're not going to force it there. And I'm okay with that, but what the things that need to change for Kittle, you have to Design plays for him you have to whether it's screens, jumbo sweeps around um pick plays doesn't matter you got to give him the ball you play action boot misdirection why leak things like that like we we haven't seen those very much maybe he's saving them, but you got to get them a little bit more involved uh, that that needs to happen one hundred percent um now a couple other people that I want to talk really highly about before we jump out of here those cornerbacks. Those cornerbacks, those cornerbacks. You remember when everybody used to complain about our corners? Oh, we have the worst corners. Oh, 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 we should have drafted so-and-so. Ambry Thomas was lights freaking out, nonstop. It, like, not even just a little bit, like a lot, a lot. Ambry Thomas finished with a 73.4 grade. He was the third highest 49er. He was targeted four times, gave up two catches for 24 yards. Two catches, 24 yards against Amari Cooper, against C.D. Lamb, who the 49ers should have picked. Oh, my God. How could you not? I love C.D. Lamb. I wanted C.D. Lamb. That dude had one catch. Disappeared in this game. Going to talk all that trash. Come out and lay one catch? Travis Benjamin had the same number of catches as you, C.D.? You got to be kidding me. Make me say Travis Benjamin's name on this podcast. Oh, made my stomach hurt. Like... Ambry Thomas was unreal. They didn't even like go after him too much because he was always in perfect position. Incredible. And he had a pass defense too. And he was great in the run game. Like, dude was all over the place. Manuel Mosley, they went at Emmanuel Mosley a lot. They targeted him 12 times. He allowed seven catches, 62 yards. Um, so, definitely gave up some more yards. No huge plays. You know, no huge plays at all. The big touchdown was against Kwan Williams. But our outside corners, which has been the defining weakness of this team for a long time, it's not a weakness this past month. It's not. Now, <laughs> you go from, I mean, listen to the people that you've had to guard in just this short time. Like, it's... Okay, <laughs> this week, you had Amari Cooper and CD, CD Lamb. You did a great job. Previously, Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup. Game before that, Texans, Brandon Cooks, whatever. Before that, then you had A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Like, they've gone through the gauntlet, man. Now, next week, you got the Packers again, and you're playing against Devontae Adams. And I can hear somebody say it now, and I don't want to turn this into a huge Packers show. We're going to do a full Packers show, trust me. We played the Packers back. In week four, well, guess what? We didn't have everybody like we did, like we do now. We we didn't have them, and so Ambry Thomas wasn't out there yet. And I don't think Emmanuel Mosley played. Yeah, Mosley did play in that game. He had two pass defensed. Um, so it's different now. Now I'm not saying Ambry Thomas is going to lock down Devontae Adams. He's going to get his. Okay, that's going to happen, but. We have a much better secondary now than we have probably in the last two years. Maybe, maybe longer. Because with the way they're playing and contesting and playing with so much confidence, it's different. It affects the entire defense, especially with our defensive line, which kept getting pressure even after Bosa and Fred Warner were out. I think that was huge. David, thank you for the gift. He says, rejoice. We beat the Cowboys and ended their season. That makes me smile. Uh, I went to sleep with a smile on my face. Seattle is sitting at home. And tonight we're going to get to watch either the Rams or Cardinals join them on the couch. Man, David, thank you. You put things into perspective, right? the, The biggest story is always 49ers win. But sometimes whenever you see things like the Raiders losing because they just they can't capitalize on what they're supposed to, you kind of like <laughs> I do my little my, my little evil giggle, right? Cowboys, oh, yeah, enjoy that. Just going to soak up those tears, right? Now we're throwing Seattle who didn't even make it to the dance and Russell Wilson's talking about exploring options and whatever else. Like 49ers are in a good place. In a very good place currently and here's what I've been saying since we traded up for Trey Lance This team is built to be at its best in 2023 2023 This is gravy, right? We're we're in the bonus right now. We're playing with the bank's money. We got one playoff road win in our bag now Is there a possibility that the 49ers can win the Super Bowl this year? Well, they're one of eight teams there. And good defense, great running games travel well. We saw it already once. No doubt we can beat Green Bay. Everybody understands that. It took them a miracle to beat us when we were struggling earlier. We can beat Green Bay. Now it's going to be cold. You're in Lambeau. They're undefeated up there. I get that. They're good. They're the number one seed, rightfully so, MVP. I get it. But, yeah, we match up very well with them. We can win that game. Doesn't mean it will. Jimmy Garoppolo is good to great. We're going to be all right. We just got to keep bad Jimmy away. <laughs> we need good Jimmy. I'm nobody you need to know. Thank you, man. Appreciate the super chat. Last time the Niners played the Packers, they didn't have Mitchell running it up. Debo wasn't running and scoring touchdowns. Yeah, it's, it, it was a totally just different game. And and we'll go back. I'm going to go back through and watch a lot of the film on there. Um, and I can say this: you know that game was a huge learning moment for D'Amico Ryan's. He he changed some things up after that game um, because again, if you go back and remember, one of the touchdowns that they scored was they had because I, I don't know if Fred Warner was out. Yeah, Fred Warner was out there. He was he was playing that game, but they motioned. Devonte Adams into the number three wide receiver to the inside, and he was manned up with a Zizal Shire in the freaking goal line and just gave up a walk in touchdown. Like we we changed that, which is a good thing. Now, big surprise, gonna announce who right after this. All right, guys. Big news here. We have set up a texting service because we're throwing the biggest Chapman production <laughs> party ever, and it's gonna take place during the NFL draft. Um, so we're throwing a party in Las Vegas. That's where the draft is. We're going to be there. And not only me, but we have not one, but two San Francisco 49ers players that are going to be there as well. Autographs, pictures, the whole shebang. And we're going to be broadcasting live during days one and two of the draft. So if you've joined us in the past during the draft, you know, that's my baby. Um, the amount of time that I put into that is very, very important to me. Um, and so we're going to throw the best draft party that's ever been created for 49ers fans. And you're going to get to meet some of the players. Um, one of them is the team captain going to be around for a while. One of them is a prominent rookie going to be around for a while. We've agreed to everything verbally with the agents and the players just waiting to get the contract details ironed out, um, and all those things. So we're going to be releasing some early bird ticket pricing, and the only way that you can get is through this tech service. Now we're not going to spam you or anything like that. That's not what this is. This is to update people on the biggest party. I'm I've told you guys, like i teaching this is my last year, coaching this is my last year. I'm banking this is my career. And this is gonna be the set-off point. And this is gonna be a whole no expense. We're putting it all in. All the chips are coming in. So I want you to be a part of this. So text draft D-R-A-F-T to this number 833. 833- three zero six zero three six five again not a spam account just for the nfl draft and if the nfl draft's not your thing this probably ain't for you anyway but again text draft to eight three 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 oh six zero three six five for some special deals and again i'm going to release the cheap early bird prices for this so if you want to save some money come party with the 49ers and me um, and lots of other 49ers people as this continues to grow this is going to be a big event um so Thank you guys for all the support. It's pretty cool seeing where all this is growing. I could not do it without your support. So I want to say thank you again. Text draft to 833-306-0365. All right guys. So we we I can announce now officially finally. Elijah Mitchell, who I let you guys know earlier, and Fred MF Warner are going to be the two guys coming out to party with us on Vegas. It's going to be unreal. So if you want to participate I'm telling you, this this number, that's the way to do it, okay? So take part in that, come party, get a photo, you know, autograph from these guys, Elijah Mitchell, prominent rookie, and obviously Fred Warner, who's just unreal. Now, talking about Fred Warner and Nick Bosa, let's spend some time there. Nick Bosa had the injury, a terrible concussion, was awful, was down, got up, gave the thumbs up pointed to his head as he went to the sidelines like kind of knew what that was walking straight into the medical tent didn't come back out there now his dad was there um, afterwards and we got a little bit of video of them talking basically seems like things are looking promising but let me say this injuries are always weird and one of the most difficult ones to predict is concussion protocol um, for example, Mitch Wisnowski, the fourth-round punter, uh, the worst fourth-round punter in the history of the NFL. He's awful, by the way. Awful, awful. Um, that dude just continues to get worse. Could have helped the team positively. Uh, all you had to do is not kick the ball in the end zone at the end. Kicked it right in the freaking end zone. Uh even close. Anyway, sorry. Mitch, uh, he was in concussion protocol. He cleared it was available for this game, right? The problem is this week... We have one game, one day short because we're playing the Packers on Saturday night, so he's already one game down, one day down. But Kyle Shanahan said that he does believe that he's going to be able to come back and be ready. We need Nick Bosa, but our team kept getting a lot of p- positives even after Bosa went down. Now, Bosa's incredible, but I do want to give some props to number 92, Charles Zemenihue. And, you know, we all lived through – The trading deadline and everybody like tearing, you know, John Lynch and Shanahan apart because they're not trading for Von Miller and they're not getting, you know, all these cornerbacks and whatever else. Yeah, they didn't go after the sexy high-priced items. They went after the bargain bin, high upside Charles Amenehu. This dude had six pressures, two sacks, one quarterback hit, three hurries, two solo stops and a forced fumble. 35 snaps when bosa went out he kind of stepped up to that level and he was great like he played very very well uh it's not just him but he showed out man and so like it's not like this team is just bosa or bust anymore because bosa has taken so much attention it's developed a lot of confidence and production for these other guys and when bosa went out Didn't miss a beat on defense. It kept going. Then, right after that, Fred Warner looks really hurt. You see him screaming in pain. Looks like it could be an ACL. It just looked bad. Well, Fred Warner tweeted today, it's better than expected. Everything's good. Absolutely, I'm going to be out there, all those things. So it looks like, my guess is, They're going to rest on probably Tuesday, Wednesday, gets limited practice in on Thursday. He goes on Saturday. So could have dodged a huge bullet there. Does seem like Jordan Willis has a high ankle sprain. So he'll be out um, probably if it's a high ankle sprain, like you might be able to make the Super Bowl and he'll come back. But he'll be out for at least two weeks if that's what it is indeed, a high ankle sprain. Usually that basically just means um, you've got some uh, ligament damage. Which is gonna catch up to you there. So so that's what's up, guys. Hopefully y'all enjoyed this. It's been a lot of fun. Um and man, this is so sweet. You see all the cowboy memes out there just making fun of themselves and whatever else and seeing their fans panic. I mean, Raiders just cleaned house. Uh, you know, Mike Mayock just got let go, all those like the 49ers are in a good place, a very healthy place. Now, you might not know that from social media, but that's okay. That's that's what we're here for, to kind of come back together and uh, ground things a little bit. And this is awesome because you got a divisional playoff battle. It's like the 90s, all wrapped up into one. You go to Dallas, you beat them. 40th anniversary of the catch last week, right? Awesome. Now you get to go play the Packers, who we've had their number. We've had Aaron Rodgers' number like crazy. Hopefully that continues. Appreciate you guys. We got a lot of content coming this week, Patreon um, and on here. So stay tuned. Turn on that notification bell if you haven't yet. And, man, we will be back with you guys very, very soon. And until then, it's going to be easy this week. Stay strong, faithful.